0: investment or tax professional. Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it! in ten seconds! Unbelievable! He throws. And he used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas.
1: Alright, what's good folks? Welcome back. Episode 14, 8 No Seeds Podcast. we got a big episode coming for you guys. We're going to talk about the end of the season, the Auburn game a little bit. We don't got to go into a ton of detail about that. Um, we'll talk off season. We'll talk next year's lineups. We'll talk about everything that needs to happen for this team to be contending again next year. But uh, B-turn, A-B, what's good, fellas?
2: Not a whole lot. I um, guess it's baseball season. Kind Royals season, yeah. Yeah, kind of, I mean, coming into the year, who would have thought that this team wouldn't play in the second weekend?
1: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean, this episode feels way too early. But I also think uh, we all, we all kind of talked about it. I think we saw that this team was probably a second-round type loss team um i don't think i think we all got our hopes a little bit after you know we looked good against northeastern we didn't even ever post recap that game but we did look good um but we knew auburn was a tough matchup we knew they were experienced team could shoot the hell out of the ball they were terrifying and uh i think all our nightmares came true everything that we were terrified of
2: happened literally and more like every (laughs) ku fan that saw auburn as our five which I still don't think they should have been a five. I feel like they could have been a four, but everyone that saw Auburn was terrified. Even Bill said at selection show when they saw Auburn as our five, he's like, man, I just watched these guys. They're super fast and can light it up. And yeah, they didn't miss a shot in the first half. So <laughs> no. yeah, we I mean, had no chance. No
3: thanks to us, though. We didn't fucking play defense at all either. That's what it like. A that, lot of it was we just weren't getting back on D. All their shots were open, I felt like. But.
1: Yeah, that's what frustrated me. I thought a lot of. Uh, A lot of people on Twitter were saying, like, oh, they just won't miss, which they weren't missing. But when you let a team just play completely how they want to play, it's it's like playing against North Carolina and then just never getting back on defense and then being like, God, these guys play fast. We can't stop them. This is so unlucky of us. Like, when you just let a team dictate the style of play, you're toast. And I think Bill, after the game, even said, like, we decided to send three guys to the offensive glass. We should have sent two. It just totally backfired on him. And, you know, sometimes he's he's an incredible coach. Sometimes you're not as well prepared as you need to be, and it sucked. I mean, we've always said, Bill with a week's ex- outstanding. Bill with one day to yeah. scout, maybe not as good. So, I don't know. I I just thought it was an absolute disaster for us. Everything, the matchup, the scout, how we performed, just it all hit us and it was just kind of the perfect wrap-up for how this whole season went
2: yeah and he thought we could out rebound him which kind of makes sense because they don't really have that many bigs like they don't have a lot of tall dudes and Bill talked about how New Mexico State kind of dominated Auburn on the glass so I don't really blame him for like being aggressive on the boards because Diedrich still had 10 rebounds and you thought Dave could get some but That's what pissed me off about them scoring was it was wide open looks and they didn't make any adjustments. Mm -hmm. Like D1 players are going to knock down wide open looks, (laughs) and that's why it kind of reminded me of the Villanova game because, yeah, Nova was insane just like Auburn, but those were open looks too. Mm -hmm. Like I know Spellman was hitting them and Pascal, but – they're wide open. Like, yeah. they should hit those, and even their guard, we missed a shot, and one, I think it was Brown or Harper, I don't remember, but they threw an, They threw a deep pass to him, and he dunked on us. Like, yeah. no one was getting back. Mm-mm. It was
1: just bad, and I mean, when you compare it to a game like Texas Tech, Texas
2: Tech, when they throttled
1: us in Lubbock, that team doesn't play offense like that. That was more fluky than anything, the way they shot. That just happens sometimes in home games, but... For Auburn, I mean, that wasn't really fluky for Auburn. We just let them do it. And we knew that's what would happen if you let Auburn get out on transition and make threes. They're not a good half-court team. But when you let them get out and run like that and hit open threes, like they're going to bury you. And that's what they did. We never had a chance crazy the second half we start out we hit our first what seven shots
2: seven for seven and they started five for five (laughs) we
1: we picked up one point on them in the first five
2: minutes or whatever it was we started we started the half 12 of 15 and in (laughs) that span we were up one
1: i mean it just makes me sick that see that part to me is fluky i thought the second half we came out played pretty good defense that macklemore dude's hitting threes which is just stupid so
2: yeah if i told you We were down twenty six at like when we were down twenty six at half. What if I told you we came out going seven for seven? I'd say we got it under twenty. Oh, absolutely. Twelve of fifteen. You tell me we twenty five. Yeah, unreal. You tell me we go twelve of
1: fifteen. I think the game's at ten points with twelve minutes to play. Like that is a hot start for a KU
2: offensive team, like especially this team. So I gave up at half, but we came out seven for seven. We couldn't miss and we picked up one point that yeah. literally is the most insane thing ever like it's just a more 12 of 15 about. that's what 80 percent yeah that's absurd for auburn to keep up the pace with that like they were and you would think a 51 point first half that they would be a little slow exactly. to start the second and that ku is playing a little harder and playing better defense that they would maybe miss some shots but mm-hmm. obviously it wasn't the case
1: yeah and it, it's it, it really is unreal um but that's the thing with Auburn, though, is we
3: knew that they're either the best team in the country or the worst team in the country. If they're hitting their shots and you're letting them play the tempo they want to do, they're yeah. gonna roll. Any they rolled Tennessee in the fucking SEC title game, playing yeah. the same way. That's why but they can go out and go like four of twenty-six from three, and then we probably win that game by double digits. So, oh yeah,
2: that's why it's not even crazy to say that Auburn might be the hottest team right now. They beat Tennessee twice in like two weeks. Yeah, beaten by twenty in the SEC championship, like you just said. Like there, we know what we knew. We knew what we were getting with them, and everyone said if they come out and hit shots, they're going to beat us, which makes sense. But yeah, they're just it's their guards with are. Them.
1: Yeah. That's really how they win. They're right. not going to win an ugly, grinded out game ever. Like if that game turns into a low scoring, ugly offensive game, we win easily. I think. Um, they
2: – they had to have been 60% from the field in the first half. It, it was, was something absurd. insane.
1: I mean, they scored, they had, I think they had like 35 points, and or 33 points, and like 26 of those were transitioned, like yeah. 10 minutes into the game. Like, it was one of the more absurd offensive performances, and when you just look back at kind of our last three NCAA tournament losses, Oregon banking threes against us in the first <laughs> half, like... We kind of had a little bit of momentum going into that second, or as the half was ending and Dorsey hits the bank three. Like, very, they just played really well. And I mean, at a certain point, you maybe got to start looking at our three point defense or like, what's going on? Why are teams absolutely torching us? But then Villanova happens, this happens. It it almost feels unlucky, but like we said, we let Auburn play exactly how they wanted to play, and we stood no chance. I really, when you let them do that, you're not going to beat Auburn very often.
2: Yeah, that's why the tournament can suck. It's like if a team goes off on you any given day, like any given day, any team can just go nuts, like from three. And that's what seems to happen to us when we lose in the tournament. It's like how do you beat a team in Nova that puts up 95 points or how do you beat Auburn who scores 90? Like Mm -hmm. there's just nothing you can do. That's why I'm not even upset about the Auburn loss. I'm sure you guys are basically the same just because there's just no way to beat a team that's, that's that
1: hot. I expected to lose in the second round this year. I I hate losing without competing, like never having a shot. I hated that Wichita State loss in 2015 where we just we really weren't ever in the game. Um, I hated Oregon. We really didn't even compete in that game. Villanova sucked too. Like you're in a Final Four and the game's over five minutes in. Right. Like that stuff is so frustrating. I would. I I I know people look at it both ways. It would have been heartbreaking to take Auburn 39 minutes and lose in the final minute, but still, it's like you leave that game like, all right, I mean, this team left. It didn't leave anything to be desired. I felt like this year's team, just every game, you're like, why can we not figure it out? Um,
3: And, like, I wasn't disappointed with how the season ended based off what we knew, like, going into the tournament, really, just because we knew this team wasn't what we thought it would be. What disappoints me is going into the year. This was the team to go get a title. Like everything lined up our way, we would have gone Des Moines, KC, Minnesota. This was the people said the most talented team Bills ever had. Preseason number one, one of the favorites to win it all, and then everything went against us. So like it, it's I'm not surprised with how it ended based on what we knew in like February, but it just yeah. sucks that six months ago we were looking forward to going to a final four for sure and then
1: it it all turned to shit. I know. I was already like texting friends like, "Hey, we got to start looking into Minnesota flights and Minnesota hotels and all this stuff." And it's like, dude, who would have thought after that Michigan State game that we're sitting here March whatever the day is and we're talking about getting our doors blown off by the Auburn Tigers in the second round of the, in the tournament. The second round is a 4 seed in Salt Lake City. Like I would have thought maybe Bill got, like, assassinated or something if that was the case. Like, everything went wrong, but I still would have thought, I don't know, just crazy, the circumstances. It sucks. Sometimes it happens. It just feels like we've had a lot of what-if years with these last probably five to ten Bill self-seasons, but it's what happens. Injuries suck, and not much you can do about it.
2: Yeah, a lot of shit happened, but if you would have told me before the year, we were a four, which we've been, what, one time before this year under Bill? Uh, Twice, I
3: think, his first year, wasn't it?
2: Or were we yeah, three he, that was,
1: year he was four when we went Tech. to jo- he was four when we went to Georgia Tech, four when we lost to Bradley, and then this. So yeah,
2: so I mean we've but since like oh since like 2010 we've been at one or two every year, and this was like a title year. Like mm-hmm. no matter what, we had just made the final four. We were ranked number one without LeGerald coming back, and we knew like we didn't really know what we would get with LeGerald, but after he started the year like he did, like carrying us. We beat so many good teams, like <laughs> tournaments, like Vermont, even like beating them handily. Wofford, who yeah. could have they took Kentucky down to the wire.
1: I mean, we honestly we dominated Wofford. dominated Wofford more than any other team did. Like that win at the time didn't seem that impressive, but that was a pretty impressive oh, win. Yeah. Um, how big of a choke artist is Fletcher McGee, though? dude goes what oh for for 22 against KU and Kentucky combined come on guy
3: and I think against when they played Carolina he was only like one for nine or something there's like (laughs) when he played really good teams which makes sense they have athletes to kind of contain him
1: but I felt bad for the dude but it's whatever um so yeah obviously we don't got to keep going into this season I don't think anyone wants to sit here and just depress be depressed over what we all just witnessed um Big offseason coming up. I would argue it's one of the bigger offseasons we've had just based off the uncertainty, um, the amount of roster change we're going to have. So I guess let's just get into it. I think me and B-Turn, we've both been vocal on Twitter about who we think is going to leave, and people seem very upset with us. On our ass. People act like we are the biggest idiots because apparently people truly think Quentin Grimes will 100% be back. And me and you were trying to tell everyone, A.B. agrees with us, he's probably not going to be back. So before we get into Quentin, let's just break it down. Who will probably lose this year? I think Yudoka Azubuki is going to go pro. And here's why. He could come back. He could maybe improve his stock a little bit. But he's not playing himself into the first round. I think we're all in agreeance to that, right? Yes. Well, I mean, my
3: only thing with him is even if he does come back why would any of us think he's going to be healthy for a full season he's (laughs) missed time every single year go get your money while you can if someone's going to take you
1: yeah and i mean that's my next point so if he's not going to potentially play himself into like a lottery pick type money if he comes back and gets hurt again with another wrist injury or a knee injury or anything there's not an nba team that's going to touch him you don't touch seven footers that have been hurt four years in a row so I think Udoka's got to go. I think he will go. The only possible way he maybe stays is if he's still hurt for the combine and can't perform at all. Then I think you got to be like, whoa, sheesh. If I can't even perform at the combine, show off his athletic ability, what he has to offer, then you probably do come back and take the risk maybe. But... I'm thinking he'll be healthy by then, so I think Doke's gone.
2: I definitely think he's gone, but can you imagine if he did come back and put together like a full, healthy season? Yeah. Like even if he just missed a few games, like just come back, be dominant, kind of work on your game over the summer. I know he can't really score outside of like a couple feet, like hooks and dunks, but if he could come back for a full season and kind of just be dominant and be the catch lobs, dunk, kind of be a rim protector, I feel like he could definitely get, at least get drafted cuz right yeah. now i don't know exactly how he would get drafted yeah, i don't, I don't think, think anyone i don't would think it. he'll get drafted it would be a risk for sure but mm. i could see him going to the g league and if he stayed healthy there also he yeah. could definitely I think get called he, up.
1: i mean when you're athletic and big i think there's always a spot at the end of the bench for you for an nba team i mean cole aldridge played a billion seasons mm-hmm. in the NBA. Still he going, m- I mean. made a ton of con- he got a ton of money just small contracts over and over again. It's a great way to go. Um, I mean,
2: even with he's still going along in the league.
1: Yeah, and I exactly. And I think like a best case scenario for Doak, I think is like a Clint Capella with Houston. Just go to a good team, be surrounded by a bunch of shooters, kind of like he was on that KU Final fourteen. Mm-hmm. literally Literally, four just catch lobs, catch lobs. I mean, that's what Capella's done. So I think Doak has a shot to make himself. A name in the league. The thing is, he's not going to make himself a name in the league by being a first-round pick. He's going to be a dude that gets to the end of a team's bench and just kind of slowly works his way up. So in my mind, it's like, why come back to school, risk another injury to the point where if you get hurt again, I don't think anyone's even going to give you that shot. So like you said Doke could come back he, and Bill said he's the best back to the basket big man in the country so he could come back being all American I still don't know if that gets him That doesn't get him into the first round. The first or anything. round. He's first yeah.
2: round. still like maybe an
1: early second instead of a late second or something like
3: yeah. that. But so yeah.
2: you don't see many big men in the league really anymore exactly. like him but the thing is he has the body to do it like he's so big and if he He's not a dominant rebounder, but I feel like he could be. Mm-hmm. Like, he has the oh, body yeah. to do it. Like, there's a couple big men in the league, like Andre Drummond. All he does is rebound. You talked about Capella. Yeah. I'm sure there's other guys, DeAndre too. Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. gets yeah. so many boards. Like, just be a dominant rebounder, and you can't – like, NBA teams, you need big men. Yeah. you got to get rebounds, and if he could be a rim protector, too, I feel like just coming back – I mean, sounds crazy, but what if you have, like, a career-ending injury if mm-hmm. you come back? Because – He's shown that he can't stay healthy. So I just, I feel like him and Dedrick are guaranteed to be gone. I yeah. know Dedrick's way more guaranteed just because he yeah. has zero reason to come back. Doke could actually improve his stock because yeah. he de- does have the potential. Like he's still younger than Silvio. Mm-hmm.
1: So I think that that's a good point about you, Doke. Is he, he's young, and I think Dedrick's the complete opposite of that. Dedrick is another person. My mentions were an absolute dumpster fire on Twitter when I said that I expect Diedrich to leave people are like why would dj Didri- where's he going? Second round G League Europe? Yeah, that might be where he's going. And that's fine because guess what? That's getting money to play basketball. Not everyone can be a
2: lottery pick. Yes. Yeah, I'll
3: never understand why people just think go like leaving school early means you have to be a top 20 pick. Yeah. No. Like what is he going to do next year to improve his stock going into next year <laughs> that it's not at this year? He looks like he's not going to play better next year than he did this year. No,
1: I mean if you're averaging 20 and 10 in the Big 12, Exactly. And you're not a first round pick, you're just never going to be a first round pick because he has limits. Like, he's not athletic.
2: He I can't mean, he, dunk. Yeah, he can't dunk. That like, dude would make an absolute killing overseas. Yes, He'd exactly. Make so much money. And that's probably what's going to happen, and which that's is fine. great.
3: Keith Langford's <laughs> changed the game over there. He's made so much money.
2: Yes. Like, and, yeah. Alex, so. 20 and 10 at Memphis, sat out a year, came here to prove that he could still be one of the best players in the country, and he's an all American type. Mm-hmm. He had. He struggled against Auburn and had twenty five and ten. That yeah. shows you how good he is and shows you how, what seed what seed do you think we would have been this year if we didn't have Deidre Lawson? I'm not sure we make the tournament. I, I mean, that's not when even you crazy have a dude to it's, it's a
3: bubble team at best. I yeah.
1: Think. I mean, when you have a dude that you know no matter what is getting you 20 and 10 a night, like that is huge to have on a team that especially struggles to score and is young and all that.
2: So, for a one year standpoint, I think he might be the most underappreciated KU player I've seen since I've been alive. I I will say he's averaged more than any big man I've seen at KU. Like, Simeon was probably close, but 20 a night at Kansas is absurd. Yeah, especially
1: in like Bill's system. Um, But. That's the thing that's so frustrating about Diedrich is he will be quickly forgotten when it comes to, like, history of Kansas basketball players because he was part of one of the more forgettable teams um, and he's just going to be here one year. And it sucks, but, like, uh, people do this. I mean, it's new. I I think the reason that people are so caught off guard by it is this isn't how it used to work. You used to just either get drafted early in the first round or you'd stay four years and figure it out after that. But now these guys are like, wait a second, I can start getting paid to play basketball, regardless of if I'm in the G League or if I'm in Europe. Like, it's still getting paid to do the thing you love. And I mean, I guess I, I brought up this in the car. If you were think about, I, I feel like a lot of college students listen to this. If you were a college student and you just got your degree, and someone out of college offers you, you maybe you're an accounting student, they offer you a, a, a job making sixty grand. But they say, or you can go back to school, get your master's. We'll offer you the same job for sixty grand. If you're not gonna improve what you're gonna make, why go back for another year? That's the thing that Diedrich's kind of looking at. He can come back do even better at kU probably. Maybe he averages twenty three <laughs> and twelve. He's still not gonna make more money by coming back that extra year. So why not just go get the money now? Start making money earlier, Set yourself up for the rest of your life. He's got a kid. he's old, he can graduate from college, like, it's just, it's not going to happen. People are going to be mad, and I don't understand it.
2: NBA scouts have seen him put up these numbers for two years now, one at Memphis, one at KU. So I just like him coming back would make zero sense. He is he going to come back and average thirty and twenty and be <laughs> it, a lottery pick? He still probably wouldn't be a lottery pick. Even if he averages thirty that. and
3: twenty, he's going to go to Italy and play with Tyshawn or
2: something. He like. can't. He had one of the best years a big man's had at KU, and he's still not going to be a first rounder. I mean, I hope he is. Yeah. I love the dude. And he did so much for this team, and we just said without him, we probably maybe don't make the tournament. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, coming back. And to the college kids, too, it's like, do you guys like being in college? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's fun, and you party, but do you want to go to school for another year? Especially when you can start and-
1: making money doing what you came to college to like he came to college to get to the point where he can make money. Right. He's done
2: that now. The absolute only reason Diedrich Lawson would come back to KU is to try to win a national championship.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think we're all in agreement. We'd love to We're not saying we want Diedrich to leave. We would love Diedrich to come back. But
2: That's what I think people on Twitter are like coming at us cuz they think we're being negative. I'm like, I'm giving you an opinion of who <laughs> I've heard is leaving and who it's not even all, an who opinion. I think's leaving.
3: It's like it's, fact almost. Yeah. Like I don't think saying Diedrich leaves is an opinion. I just think that's that's being been logical, the plan. It's being reasonable. That's... It's
1: it's like Malik last year. I think people were caught off guard when Malik left. The plan was Malik was coming here. He's gonna sit out a year and he was gonna play and he was gonna go pro. That was just what it was. Like
3: Show that you can play guys at this level instead of Memphis or Mississippi State or wherever he was at. Yeah. Show that you can play against the top level guys and then make a name for yourself at a bigger school and just bounce. Yeah. It's so, always been the plan all along.
2: K J Lawson literally said after the game, I won't be able to play with my brother at this level again. <laughs> yeah. Like so they, they haven't Dietrich's really. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I mean Diedrich was a mess in a locker room. He looked like a senior that had just lost his last game. Um, and that's fine. It sucks, like like you said. Who knows? Maybe Diedrich is like, you know what? I hate that we didn't win the Big Twelve. I hate that I didn't play in a Final Four. I want to go win. I hate that I wasn't a first team All American. Maybe he the buddy healed route. Yeah, maybe he cares about all that stuff. And I hope he does. That would be awesome. But I will never be mad at a dude that's going to make a ton of not necessarily a ton of money, but he's going to make a ton more money than the people that are mad at him for going pro. I promise you that. So people that are so skeptical of him and like, oh, have fun making living in Europe. Yeah, guess what? That I bet a lot awesome. of you would make hundreds of thousands of dollars tax-free in Europe. I don't even know if that's true. I saw someone tweet that. I don't even know. But it's fun. Like it's fine. That's probably – Diedrich has recognized that that's very much a possibility, and he's going to do it probably. So
2: He's just another dude that was – his plan was one year at KU. He's yeah. gone. Yeah. He was going no matter what. So.
1: Yeah. So – that's what we have to say on Diedrich. I know that people are going to melt down about it still, but hopefully we've
2: got a
3: bigger meltdown coming.:
1: Oh, up. baby, we got a bigger meltdown, but let's before we get there, so on the Diedrich topic, KJ, I think we all think KJ's probably leaving too. Yeah. KJ's getting married. KJ will be 23 years old next year, will be a junior in college. I think KJ might just hang up it hang it up on basketball. Or I think he'll transfer closer home closer to home.
2: He's already graduated, hasn't he? Yeah. He's gonna I think he graduates this spring. He'll yeah, so yeah. he'll be a grad transfer well, I mean, and he could yeah. go. No disrespect to KJ, like we love him. We love talking about him on here, but he just I don't think he's a power five guy. No. Like I think he should go play at a mid major. He put up fine numbers at Memphis. Yeah. I think he was like twelve and eight, fourteen and eight, something like that. So go play even close to home or go play at a mid-major and put up numbers, and maybe you maybe he gets to play overseas too.
1: Yeah, I don't even think it's out of the equation to say that KJ goes back to Memphis. Like well, I mean, Those dudes love the yeah. yeah, hard that. away.
3: But, like, I mean, even Arkansas State and Jonesboro, that's 30 minutes away
1: from Memphis. He's about yeah. to get married to a girl in Memphis, right? Yeah, I have no idea where his girlfriend's I from. Would just I would assume, assume it's Memphis, but... or maybe it is KU, but I don't know.
2: I just think the Lawson brothers were kind of packaged tw- packaged. Like a package deal. Yeah, and Cedric's
1: so, leaving. It's like C.J. Henry and Xavier Henry. When Xavier went right. pro, C.J. left too. Like, do, bro, Sometimes brothers just want to play together, and when they're done playing together, they're just ready What's to go different point? routes. Well, like
3: K.J. is not going to the NBA or anything. Like, yeah. He's just playing in college. He's said that too, hasn't he? Yeah,
1: I mean, K.J., I remember post-game throughout the year at one point was just kind of like... He didn't seem like a guy that had long-term plans to play basketball. He's got a ton of other things, super religious dude, Super like really wants to help kids. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if KJ just hangs it up and starts doing some things on the side, um, starts his career. So who knows? Um, again, people might be shocked at KJ leaving. I don't. I think, well, like we said, it, KJ's never going to be a big, impactful player here.
3: It's not, and we talked about Charlie Moore too, or you guys did like on Twitter. KJ and Charlie aren't leaving to go pro or to, like, upgrade. <laughs> They're going somewhere else because they shouldn't play at KU, and in KJ's stance, they sh- he sh- probably shouldn't be at KU without his brother. Yeah. Like Braden just said, if Diedrich's not here, KJ's not coming on his own. Exactly. He's just not good enough to be here on his own. So Yeah. So
2: that just, transitions KJ us- makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Just everything we just said, grad transfer, go play somewhere else, be closer to home, your brother left, like, it – Almost makes no sense to stay Mm -hmm. unless Bill begs for KJ to stay, which Which, would it make sense? Won't won't happen. And that's the same thing with Charlie too. Is if we don't get guys in the spring, do you kind of have to keep Charlie around, or do you tell? Like I don't want to ever boot. I don't ever want to boot someone, but I mean Bill might just say, "Hey, go." maybe you need to try somewhere else. I don't know if he'd have to sit out a year again, which would suck because that would be his second time transferring.
1: It'd be like Sam Cunliffe. I mean, Cunliffe had to transfer and sit out another year. My only thing with Charlie, um, I've obviously heard that he's transferring. I don't know how for sure accurate the person that told me that is. But I think with next year's roster, as bare as it could possibly be, who knows? Maybe... Maybe Self does say, hey, stick around one more year. Let's give it a shot. I mean, he had one of the worst basketball seasons we've ever witnessed, shooting-wise and just performance-wise. Just never really doing a positive thing on the floor, and who knows? Maybe he comes back and the basketball gods, just flip a switch, and Charlie has a good year. I mean, he did average.
2: How did he average 12 at Cal?
1: I know, and that well, that's why I still have a I little feel, bit of hope.
2: I literally feel bad for the dude. Like, yeah. Just because his year, like... I don't know if it was coming off the bench or what, he just never it's like he never got into the flow of things. No. He, like he almost he kinda looked timid out like he would take crazy shots or crazy passes and Bill was always pissed at him. So yeah. he could be another guy that's in Bill's doghouse, but like the dude was Mr. Illinois in high school and the list of those dudes is insane.
1: I think Charlie Moore would crush it at a mid major. Just a guy with the balls in your hands at all times, dribble around. He's I mean he's got he's got a quick little move, I guess. I just I think it'll be a much better fit in mid-major. Who knows? Maybe he
2: sticks out one more year, then grad transfers so he doesn't have to sit out. But It's just crazy mm. how he did sit out for a year and then he just didn't seem ready. It's like crazy. crazy. A lot of dudes that we have that sit out come in and play pretty well. Yeah.
1: Diedrich, Malik. People thought Charlie could start over Dotson. Like, what I a wanted crazy. Like nine months shift that was. We went from yeah. him potentially starting over McDonald's All American Devon Dotson to now we're like maybe he should go play at
2: Illinois Chicago. And that's what <laughs> made that's yeah that's what made us excited because our bench was going to be pretty good. We thought Charlie off the bench, Silvio off the bench, KJ off the bench, Mitch off the bench, McCormick off the bench. Yeah, and it, then yeah McCormick ends up starting, Ochai ends up starting. It's just Charlie and KJ can't even see the floor really at. I mean, they see the floor, but they don't really get major minutes.
1: No, and it just goes back this whole season. Like, everything we had hopes on, it felt like was a little worse than we expected. Like, other than Diedrich, I think Diedrich and Dotson, I guess, fully lived up to expectations. But Grimes was worse. KJ was worse. Charlie was worse. Silvio didn't get to play. Yudoka didn't get to play. LeGerald went back to old LeGerald and probably got booted off the team. Um Silvio,
2: or I think I already mentioned Sylvia. So it just sucked. Everything sucked. But that's what's funny about Diedrich too is like he still put up those numbers and fans like weren't impressed. Yeah. Like God. there's some fans that don't really like Diedrich. I know. Just you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. yeah.
1: People get frustrated with him
2: because when a team's
1: bad everyone points a finger at the best player. But this was a prime example of the best player was the only reason this team wasn't. Like catastrophically this is bad.
3: LeBron with the Lakers right now. Yes, like,
1: people it's... exactly. Wow, AB with a positive comment on LeBron because you know what's
2: crazy about LeBron? Off wh- topic. What? It's only his championship. He's better than Michael Amy Jordan. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy he is, that he's better than he's Michael the, Jordan. He is the goat, but <laughs> he these might be his best numbers of his career. I know. Like this is he averaged the same amount that he's averaging. Like last year, he's averaging the same as this year. But he hasn't averaged like 27 in a long time. I know. And he's still averaging probably 27, 8, and 8. And people think he's falling off. And people are 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 like pointing
1: the finger at him for the Lakers' issues. The Lakers, since he's come back from injury, are minus
2: 153
1: when he's not on the floor. They're plus when he's on the floor, by yeah, the way. He makes plus one. He makes plus everyone seven. better. Okay. I think plus nine, maybe. That's Either still way. That's a crazy difference. No,
2: I know. Either way, plus no, wins game. It's, the real, it's a real
3: shame that we're not going to see him in the playoffs this year. Whatever. A real shame. Real, real shame. It's just that, crazy uh, that
2: he's still putting up this, like, he's averaging, like, his lifetime numbers right now. Yeah. He's and great. And people think he's falling off. I'm like, dude, do you watch him play? Yeah. I know he airballs free throws and stuff, but. He's good on defense. <laughs> yeah.
1: Whatever. <laughs> we don't have to get into LeBron. Maybe later when we have really nothing to talk about. Me and A.B. will just go at it about MJ and LeBron. But so no, I don't Diedrich, want to argue that.
2: So and Udoka for sure gone in my eyes. I think Diedrich like if you ranked them, Diedrich would be one on leaving. a mm-hmm. 100% leaving. Yeah. Doke, I'd probably put it.
1: Let's put Dedrick 95%. You never know. Okay, that's fair.
2: Hopefully he comes back and wins the title. I'd yep. say Doke is number two just because we talked about if he gets hurt. He's really fucked. Like, uh, I know. I, I know teams probably already are scared, but yeah. they're like, if he goes back and does it again, like, it's a
1: big risk. I mean, he'd be betting on himself, and he'd honestly be betting on his health. Like, you gotta. I mean, he's got to put together at
2: least thirty
1: games next year. You would think so.
2: And we've never. Got, that's what kind of sucks if he does leave. We've we just talked about it. We've never seen a full season out of him. Yeah, it's we even so made the final four last year, and he got hurt. Yeah, we. I mean, we missed him for the Big Twelve tournament. So yeah, he was playing with a brace on, and then even the Oregon year, I know he's a freshman and crazy young, like he was like sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, but if he could have been solid that year, he got. We hurt. needed it.
1: He him being out for Oregon specifically screwed yeah. us because Jordan Bell was just
2: too athletic for
1: Landon Lucas. So yeah, he horrible
2: was, miss. Like yeah. Landon Lucas got exposed. So it's like if Dope could have been good for that year, who knows if he comes in and even if he's not scoring against Oregon, he comes in and kind of slows down Jordan Bell or whatever you want to say like yeah I think maybe they beat Oregon or I don't know Jordan Bell just gave him a lot of momentum that game yeah it was just crazy unlucky
1: Yudoka's career it sucks
2: so so we've never got to see a full season out of him and he's younger than Silvio like that's I still think that's insane (laughs) (laughs) because Silvio like just got here and so yeah I think I think there's no reason for Yudoka to stay anymore Mm-hmm. I think if he got hurt again, he'd probably have to be an overseas guy. Yeah. Which right now he might have to be too, but I think he needs to go make money while he's healthy. Yeah. So um, I'd put him at two. He's probably, I don't know, what would you say, 75% seventy-five percent chance, he 80% 80 percent leaving, even
3: higher than that. I'd yeah. put Diedrich like ninety-nine, and him and
2: at like ninety. Okay, yeah, that's I fair. Mean, it makes. I mean, we both, all three of us know the, but those two are probably leaving. Mm-hmm.
1: So then I think KJ goes with Diedrich. I think we're pretty clear on that. So then we talked a little bit about Charlie. I think Charlie, let's just call Charlie, I don't know, 50-50. I really don't know about Charlie. I think just based off history, when a guy has a season like that for KU, he's normally leaving. Um, But let's get back to the one. one, The the one one that is going to be one of the more discussed decisions, I would say, in KU basketball history. Not because of the importance necessarily, just because of the outrage and the shock I think people will – get from seeing that Quentin Grimes will be a one-and-done player at Kansas. And his like, We saw that coming at first, and then he had, I would say, worst-case scenario season for him, um, went from lottery pick to, is he undrafted right now, or is he second yeah, no, round?
3: No, he's not even on the board.
1: Yeah, not even on the board, and people are absolutely shocked that me and B-Turn think that Quentin's leaving, but I still stand by it. I do not expect Quentin back next year.
2: Yeah, I don't really want to be the sources guy, but I know us two have heard that he's just gone no matter what. Yeah. I don't – part of me thinks he's not happy here and that he kind of just wants to get out. And I know – I don't think transferring would be an option because obviously he's got to sit out a year. So the plan for him was to come in and be a one-and-done, and and I know he didn't have the best year, but you still can go. I know I don't think it's – I think it might be the worst decision for him to go. Yeah. But – I think he's going to go make money and see if he can, maybe he'll be a G League guy, and he has the potential, teams probably take a chance, maybe he's a second rounder and yeah. signs an NBA contract or a two-way contract like Malik did, and works his way up to the NBA, but yeah, I know we've heard that he's gone, so.
1: And I think you said, I don't I don't want to speculate on like his happiness, I don't think that's really fair for us to really necessarily say, but I do think when you're a recruit and you're 16 years old and you're a top 10 guy and everyone's telling you you're one and done you're gonna make millions you're going to the pros when you set a plan in place to go to school for nine months and leave it's hard to get off that path like that's what's been ingrained like in his brain since he was 16 years old that's been his plan probably He said it. I remember in recruiting interviews, he'd always talk about, yeah, I'm going to go to Kansas one year, get drafted. Like That's just been his plan. That's a ton of guys' plans. Um, So I think we underestimate how much these guys are just set on a plan, and regardless of what happens, they're going to stick to it. Um, He believes in himself. I think he believes that he can make a roster, and I think think here's what we're going to do. I think Bill, when he announces, I think we're going to swing it as, ah, he was playing off-ball, he's a point guard. And then I think Quentin's going to say, yeah, I want to prove that I'm a ball handler. I'm a point guard. That's how I was in high school. And I think that's where scouts might take their shot on him is, oh, this guy could be a 6'5". Point guard, athletic, decent shooter. Um, His high school tapes are incredible. Like, I think that's how they're going to swing it. And I think he's just going to take a chance. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. But I think Quentin's
2: leaving. And it's going to be an all-time meltdown by this fan base. Can you imagine Twitter that day?
1: It's going to explode.
3: It's going to be all-time bad. KU is Twitter's
2: already insane. Like I give props to him sometimes, like super passionate, but that day is going to be insane if Quentin ends up leaving. It's going to be embarrassing
1: because you're going to have 35-year-old grown men tweeting at an 18-year-old telling him he's an idiot, which I think I've always I'm always on the side of if they can make money, go get it. But I will say Quentin seems like the prime example of someone where returning to school does help him a ton. You can go from not drafted to a first-round pick, I think, just by coming back and playing to his potential. Like, he can still do that. So I think, whereas Diedrich, we all agreed, probably not improving his stock, go get your money, it's not going to change much. Quentin, I feel like, could be costing himself millions by not returning. But you know what? Sometimes that's just what they want to do. Like we said, going to class sucks. College sucks. If I mean, he didn't have a great year, maybe, like you said. He's just ready to move on, try something else. And that's fair. I'm never going to tweet at a kid and tell him he's stupid for making a decision on his future that I'm sure his family's helping him with and hopefully he's gonna get the right advice. I don't know, who knows.
3: And like, yeah, he's probably costing himself some guaranteed money if he comes back and gets a guaranteed contract, whatever. But the take that I'll never understand is why people just don't understand that you can still improve your game (laughs) by playing in the NBA or playing in the G League. Like you don't have to be in college to Improve. You literally play more basketball exactly. by not being That's in school, and all you, all you do. do is play basketball. Like, so he could go be on the, I don't know, the Windy City bowls and play in the G League for a year and prove, and then sign a contract with like Utah or something. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's, I don't know. He obviously needs work, and like you said, this is an example of someone that could improve his stock. That doesn't happen very often, but if he's ready to go, let him go. I'd rather him if he doesn't want to be here and he wants to go make money do that instead of coming back and like dreading being here and like playing not selfishly mm-hmm. but I mean he's coming to make more money like right yeah I don't know, yeah. you know my I don't it.
2: I don't really want to I don't want to over exaggerate but I feel like it would be the worst almost the worst decision of his life to go now yeah because he was a top 10 like Jeff Goodman had him as like a top five prospect right. coming into this year like into the draft he's a he was a lottery pick by everyone yeah I know no one had seen him play college ball but Why not come back for a year and say it doesn't work out? Then, then you go. Yeah, like maybe it's the system, maybe it's KU, but why not come back? If you come back, you probably at least get drafted. You would think like he clearly has the potential. As long as he's confident in his abilities, I mean, you you obviously got to come back and you've got to
1: see a huge leap. And if he's confident he can do that, then I hope he does. Or maybe it's like whoa. Maybe I'm not as good as I once was. I should just go now before people see even more tape right. on me. There's
3: definitely a negative to coming back, too. Is like you said, if, he, like if Wayne Seldon decided to leave after his sophomore year or yeah. he didn't improve at all, then it's more of a no one's going to draft him on his potential because he's shown back-to-back years against the highest level at that point that he's been able to play against that he's just not very good. Mm-hmm. Then he'd have to come back for a third year and hope that, you know, like Wayne did, play really well, get on a team, and Wayne's starting for the best team in the NBA right now. <laughs> but, like... He can definitely hurt his stock too if he comes back. No, for sure. If he just does the same thing he did this year, then no one's even going to give him a chance and he'll be overseas before he even gets a shot at the G League. But I Yeah.
2: Don't. But maybe it was a confidence thing with Wayne. Like what if he leaves after freshman and sophomore year after sucking and he just never makes it to the league and then he comes junior year averages 14 he was super. He was amazing for us junior year, I think. Yeah, no, he, he was great.
3: He was perfect for what we needed. I he was yeah. super
2: clutch, but I think that gave him a lot of confidence, and he found a lot of things about his game that could work in the league. So
1: Yeah, there's no doubt Wayne Seldon is not starting. Even though we joke about how bad the Bulls are, Wayne Seldon is not starting in the NBA if he doesn't come back his junior year. Right. That's just 100% a fact. So I think Quentin um, – I don't know. It's an interesting decision. It's he has, tough.
2: He has to be a guy that just tests the waters.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think we've all thought that no matter what the whole year, hundred percent he will put his name in the draft. But I think the thing we've kind of started to think is like he might be he going might regardless. Right he might be going regardless of what what feedback he gets. Um, another thing to think about, Tyshawn. When we interviewed Tyshawn, he mentioned that when Xavier was there. Bill wanted Xavier to be one and done. It wasn't because he hated Xavier and wanted him to leave. It's because when you have recruits that are looking at who, okay, you've signed these guards, you've signed Xavier, you've signed Ubre, you've signed Grimes. These recruits that we're going after, they want to be one and done. They want to make millions too, so they're going to say, "Why did Grimes not be one and done? Why was Xavier not one and done?" Like Bill needs these guys to go pro because it helps the, I don't know the
2: with future one and done. Yeah,
1: the i don't know the book of ku pros like here's what i did with these guards they got the pro after one league or one they got the league after one year so that's another way to look at it as it will suck but it also could help us land future recruits i don't know it's just i thought when Tyshon said that it was interesting that like they think about those things like if you come back yeah it'll help us a ton but how much does it hurt us in the future when we lose out on a couple guards because they saw that Quentin Grimes needed two years at Kansas when all these Kentucky dudes only needed one year, so why would I not go to Kentucky? So it's crazy though because X
2: was a lottery pick, no matter what. Yeah,
1: very different circumstances. Xavier Henry he, averaged twelve, thirteen. I can't even remember, but he was a, a lot on better. an amazing team too. Yeah. That
2: was probably the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. So and Q, I don't know if Q gets drafted right now. Just like we said, I, he hasn't shown. He hasn't shown that he's an NBA player. He no. he hasn't finished around the rim, he hasn't dunked on guys, he hasn't he just hasn't shown flashes yet. So I think you come back, have a crazy good summer, like don't leave the gym. Put up shots, maybe get in the gym with Hootie too. <laughs> yeah. Like just change get quicker. Yeah.
1: Be, be able to get around guys. Come back and prove that yeah, you can play point
2: guard with Dotson let Grimes play a little more guard. I don't know. I mean KU does have the facilities and anything you want to improve your game. So it's like come back and like we said
1: i i think it'll be one of the more interesting decisions we've seen um i think we both think he's leaving it sucks we want him back we both think that's a bad
2: decision but yeah, i agree with the people that it makes no sense but yeah like we said we've heard he's leaving and
1: yeah, it's just like, and who knows, he could show up to the draft combine and test great and play great in scrimmages. Like, he's done well in every other aspect of basketball besides his season at Kansas. So,
3: And all it takes is one team to fall in love with him.
1: Exactly. Get Say. that promised second-round pick, and then yeah. if you get that, like, dude, do it. Who cares?
2: Get second-round money. That's still a lot of money. So, I don't know. Like we said, some people don't like being in school. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to be here also. I'm obviously not going to speculate that, but... If you get drafted, you get drafted. That's money and Frank Mason, second round pick. Frank Mason's got millions
1: of dollars in the bank. So sometimes if you have I mean he's got to put his name in the draft. He'll do that. I think the biggest thing is how will he respond to what we expect to be likely criticism of his game. I think a lot of scouts are going to say, "Dude, like you're not ready. Go back." And it'll be interesting to see how big of a rush he's in to get to the league because I don't know I hope he takes the advice I think bill will probably get I don't know it'll be interesting to see what bill how bill kind of goes about it does he want him to leave the Xavier style or does he want him back to help next year's team and help him potentially be better for the rest of his career
3: yeah I don't think bill even thought about it what was it after the game when someone asked him about like players decisions all he mentioned was Doak and Diedrich and then he started to move on and' he's like well maybe some other guys might think about it but I, mean, I think he's I didn't think he was expecting it but I don't know.
1: I just You could also argue that the decisions already been made for Q, that's so that's point. not and that's why you I could look at it from it. both ways. So I don't know. You got to hope
2: be... you got to hope the closest people around him have his best interests. If you yeah. if you tell him he's ready to go to the NBA, then you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you just got to tell him he needs to improve his game, come back for at least a year. If it takes two, who cares? Yeah. yeah. Maybe Celtics prime example. Maybe you'll he could why can't he end up being a first rounder?
1: Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He absolutely could. He's still young. Sophomores can go first round. It's and not I, crazy. That's why
3: I hope he doesn't sign with an agent right when he declares. Like, yeah, just I doubt test he will. The and, Do you doubt he will? I mean, I, I could f- totally see him just doing it. Yeah. If he's dead set on leaving. But
1: you got—I mean, the, the agent. You got to think about like injuries. Like a Brandon Rush signed with an agent, he never comes back in '08. So I mean, shit.
2: The guy, c- the guy, the guy could yeah. go overseas and make a lot of money, and then eventually make it to the NBA somehow. Yeah, if There's, he's over there averaging twenty. And he's been a top 10 recruit. He was a future mock draft lottery guy, if that makes sense. Maybe he can make it to the NBA from overseas, and you're making money instead of going to class every day.
1: Yeah. I obviously think the fear with Quentin is he becomes the next Josh Selby. That's very possible if he decides to make this decision. Josh Selby, I don't don't even know where he's playing. I don't know what he's doing. Had some big summer league moments, I remember that. But Selby was just never able to make a team.
2: Hey, both had really good first games at KU. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, yeah. That USC game and then Michigan State with
1: Q. Yeah, brutal. But guys, regardless of what all these guys decide to do, do not be the person on Twitter tweeting at a college student about what he decided to do with his future. There's no bigger loser move. It's like tweeting at recruits. Don't tweet at recruits when they don't pick KU. We'll, we'll talk recruiting in a second. Maybe I'll have to give the same lecture. Let's not be that fan base that's like, thanks for nothing, Quentin. Have fun doing nothing in the NBA, loser. Don't be those people because who cares? He's a kid. He gets to do what he wants with his future. You didn't have people criticizing what you made like what you did with your life at 18. So just... Don't be that person. It will be frustrating. It will suck, but oh, guess it's what? it's coming. Yeah. The tweets are coming if he yeah.
2: leaves, but yeah, just don't be that person. I mean, he wants to play professional basketball, then go do it. I don't <laughs> think I would ever blame anyone for wanting to go make money to play a sport.
1: Yeah, exactly. So just please, let's let's not do that. Let's not be Kentucky fans. Let's not be like that. But it's very possible you all will be, so we'll see. But all right, let's let's get into recruiting now. Obviously, this off is going to be huge for us, especially if if our predictions of Diedrich, Doke, KJ, Charlie, Quentin Grimes, if they all go pro. This will be a super important offseason. Now, obviously, we're still waiting on the Silvio decision. There's not much to say on that. Like. You you never know what the NCAA or who the appeal or how that's going to go. Who
2: so, does appeal that? Isn't it like another board? Like, yeah, not the even, NCAA? I, I'm
1: not going to even sit here and pretend to know what I'm talking about, so I don't even want to get into it. I'm assuming we're not going to have Silvio next year. I think
2: that's the safest assumption. You know I'm getting my hopes up.
1: Oh, we we all will, and I know you guys are trying to get my hopes up. You keep talking about it, and I'm just I trying want, to avoid
2: it. I want a front court of Silvio and Dave next year.
1: That would be fun. Perfect. But don't do it. Don't do it. You're not going to get my brain to think that's possible. We'll do it. I'm not doing it. So let's get on to recruiting. KU, obviously, we're still in the game for two McDonald's All-Americans. Matthew Hurt, number eight overall player, I believe. Um, Precious Achua, number like 15 player overall. And then we're also in the game for Cassius Stanley, West Coast, California dude. Freak athlete, shooting guard, and then um, Harland Beverly, a new guy that popped on the scene. He's an athletic shooting guard as well, probably like a top sixty, top sixty guy. Probably not going to come in, and I don't think it'd be a huge impact guy immediately. But those um, are the guys KU fans those, love, though. Yeah, stick around three, three years, three, four years, and be great. So they're big. I think the one we've talked about all year, the one that's been the most talked about recruitment, we've been on him forever, Matthew Hurt from minnesota six i don't know six nine but plays like a guard almost um i know in a video i recently saw he told eric bossy that bill and the staff is pitching to him as hey you're going to be like josh jackson or an andrew wiggins or a kelly uber now who knows i don't know if i buy into it but either way matthew hurt if he came here and we lost everyone we said we'd lost he'd start at the four whether that means we're playing a two big style offense or a four guard
2: style offense. Who knows? He could start at the three is the crazy thing. Uh,
1: Yeah, I don't trust that one bit.
3: It'd be four round one, probably. Yeah. Kind of like we played this year or with Josh, where he was big enough to guard a four, like an actual power forward. But he's athletic enough to guard a guard if we need him to.
2: You want to hear, like, best case lineup if we we got hurt? Sure. Dotson, Ochai, Hurt, Silvio, and Dave. (laughs) Oh my lord. (laughs) Dude, that's a slow lineup.
3: imagine playing Auburn with that lineup? We'd lose by 174. (laughs)
2: Silvio's not slow, and Hurt can shoot.
1: Yeah, but is Silvio guarding a 4 Think of if we play a four-guard lineup. Is Silvio keeping up with a four-guard, and is Matthew Hurt keeping up with a three-guard? Imagine
3: Matthew Hurt on Horton Tucker and Silvio <laughs> on Halliburton for Iowa State. We'd get smoked.
2: No, we would smoke them. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it would be like
3: 104 to 102 final.
1: I'm not getting into Silvio being on this team next year. not going to let my hopes get up, so get it out of my brain. Hopes get up. But <laughs> Matthew Hurt, I think we have a good shot of Matthew Hurt. I think we're all in agreement that it's us or Duke. Obviously, Duke has picked up a ton of steam lately. Um, people that live and die with a crystal ball on 24-7 yeah. sports. Duke has been the, the the leader in the clubhouse lately with that, even though it had been KU the whole time. But just a quick reminder, folks, Zion to Clemson was like 95% crystal ball. DeAndre Ayton to 100%. KU was hundred percent. to go to KU? A hundo P. Yes, a hundo P. To KU, and he went to Arizona. So I'll never, I'll never that.
2: forget his decision. God. That was
1: stunning. I tweeted that day, like, "Oh, even, KU's getting the number one recruit in the country today," and then we didn't. Everyone's like, "Lol,
3: nice no tweet. one expected Arizona." No. There were a
2: couple. Who was the other team? Was it Kentucky? Kentucky. It was KU, Kentucky, and Arizona hats, and I was like, "Well, why is Arizona?" <laughs> yeah, on we there? were
1: like, "Why is Arizona even on the table?" And he picked it up. Crazy recruitment, and I think we've all found out why. Yeah, I mean. In recent developments. bags but, <laughs> were dropped for yeah. him. Yeah, when and he, that's fine.
2: It was like one of those recruitments where they, like, pick up the hat and put it down. I thought that's what he was going to do. Yeah. yeah. Like I picked Cliff. up the Arizona And one. then he
1: put it on, and I was like, how long is he going to do this little stunt here? <laughs> When's he going to take it off and put on the KU hat? But, yeah, that was shocking. Um, Zion
3: was just as shocking to me, too. Because it was Clemson. Everyone thought Clemson, really. Yeah. But, but Duke wasn't even, like, in the top five. I remember there was a guy at CBS who he was, like, working, doing other shit. And he wrote, like, five articles for five different teams just to post for his, like, reaction post that Zion chose Clemson, Zion chose South Carolina. He didn't even write one for Duke because he thought there know. was no chance.
1: The thing about Zion, though, it was shocking. But once he did it, I was like, wait, that was brilliant yeah, by Zion. Like, when it comes to marketing and branding, Zion doing that... Was super smart. Imagine so, how
3: different it'd be if, Cl- or if Zion was in front Clemson right now. Yeah, they're probably, probably like a they're probably
1: like a six seed in the tournament, and like I don't know, probably out of it already. But Z- Zion was smart because being able to play with such talented dudes, Zion was just able to dominate in his own way. Because like I mean, you got to guard RJ close, you got to guard everyone on Cam Reddish. So just, it's like smart move by Zion. While we're
3: talking about that, does RJ Barrett have the best job in the world? He's uh, like a top three pick, and he just gets no heat because everything but he also gets, is focused on Zion. Does he
1: get a ton of recognition? I don't I know. I mean, he's going
3: to be a, se- a second or third pick in the draft. Yeah, the thing is, when they the, lose,
1: everyone's going to blame R.J., though. He he led he's led the, the scapegoat. Go. When he missed yeah. like eight layups. When remember. R.J. went into R.J. freaking Barrett mode and just stopped passing, like R.J. is going to be the scapegoat on this team. He's like almost like the Chris Bosh, the Kevin Love. I don't know. I guess Cam would only kind LeBron, of fit that role. teammates. Yeah, like Cam LeBron Rush is always – Zion is LeBron, and then when your other stars don't show up, they get blamed. But I don't know.
3: That's a cozy
2: life to live, isn't it?
1: Yeah, we've got uh, – we've gotten way off topic here. Matt but, Hurt.
2: Yeah, with Hurt, we've been recruiting him longer than anyone. So mm-hmm. we're going to be in it till the end. I think it's KU Duke. Duke has a smoke right now, but he also has to wait and see who leaves. So yeah. it's like – if like we think is going to happen we think dedrick and uh udoka are leaving so hurt comes in starts day one and that's why i think getting either hurt or precious is pivotal for next year because you're losing two big men and you're only like for sure big men because the questions with sylvia are going to be dave and mitch so it's like if mm. you could bring in a mcdonald's all-american five-star recruit I mean, it's obviously huge because they would start, and we need depth with Bigman right now.
1: Yeah, and I I think Matthew Hurt is much more likely than Precious. Precious has been very quiet on his recruitment, so who knows? He could be one of those guys that just out of nowhere picks KU. But I'm not really holding my breath for him. I'm more my eggs are all on Matthew Hurt's basket. I think we need him. I think he's a good fit. Potentially, think, depending on how we use him. I don't know. I worry if we just try and use him as a power forward. I don't think he's strong enough. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Because
2: he's going to play the three. Yeah.
1: No, he's not playing the three. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most outrageous thing you've ever said. No, I've heard. <laughs> he's not playing the three. We're just going to play four guard. He'll be the fourth guard. But we'll see. We can put some money on it if he comes here.
2: I like that. but
1: Well, I
3: what think... guard sits if he plays the three and we start two bigs? Marcus or Oshai? Marcus would
1: say. I don't know. Bill's going to love Marcus. Marcus. We better get used to Marcus because that dude's going to play think, every minute of every game the I next think two Bill, years. I
2: think Bill likes Marcus coming off the bench, though, too. Yeah. And think, Ochai might, I mean, he could be a first-rounder next year, so he might need all the minutes he can get. Imagine the recruits we could possibly get if Ochai goes first-round after next year. I
1: know. It'd be huge. I mean, it's always big to have kids watching the draft and seeing it Kansas guys go. So this year will suck. We won't have anybody... We didn't really have anybody last year, did we? No, no. Yeah, so I, I mean, think uh, early in
2: the first round or anything like that. So that sucks. But I think Precious will probably go to UNC with Cole Anthony. That's so what I think. Greg Anthony's son. That point that we used to recruit that kind of that would have been Cole nice. Anthony's Greg Anthony's son. Yeah. What? <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, I think he'll go to UNC, and he's trying to get Precious to come with him. But with Precious, it's quiet, so yeah. you have no idea. I know i mean we reach out to him all the time so maybe we get him and if we can get him and hurt one of those guys can start and then you talked about cassius who is from the west coast oregon ucla ku are his three finalists i know a couple guys a couple main guys on rivals said that they don't really have a feel right now but if they could pick they'd probably say he ends up at ku which makes sense too because we're losing – we might lose KJ, we might lose Q. There's minutes available for guards. So yeah. I could see us getting Cassius, and hopefully you get one. Obviously, you don't get both probably, but hopefully you get one of Precious and Matthew Hurt.
1: For sure. If if we can do that, I think next year we go into the season very positive. Um, I'm blown away. I just Googled Cole Anthony. How did I not know he was Greg Anthony's son? But um, – yeah, I, think, I didn't think we had a shot at Cassius as of probably like three weeks ago. He just seems like a West Coast guy. Um, he's got Oregon, UCLA, and I still think if UCLA makes a splash higher, um, I think that guy could easily get in Cassius' ear and be like, look at what I'm building here. you got to come here. So I'm not super confident, but, the, I mean, the riders and the people that follow recruiting seem very confident that Cassius Stanley could be a Jayhawk. So that would be awesome. Dude's a freak athlete. Um, I don't know how good he'd be immediately. I think, but I certainly think he could have a similar or better season than what Grimes just had. And
2: so, you know, expectations I think will be a little different, but still. That's why it might be tough for him to come in and start yeah. and at UCLA and probably Oregon. He could probably start from day one, just because yeah. even with all we lose, we'll have Dots and Ochai Garrett which those three will probably start, but you can always work your way into the starting lineup.
1: I do think Cassius would probably find a way. I think, like you said, I think Bill likes having Marcus come off the bench, so I could see Cassius starting with Dot, Ochai, and Cassius, and let's just talk for a second. Is that the most athletic backcourt we've ever had?
2: That's pretty fucking athletic.
1: Dot? I mean, Dot's not blow you out the gym like crazy athletic, but he's athletic. He's quick. Too. Yeah, he's quick. Ochai's freak athletic, going and the then Cassius. Cassius would be the most athletic dude we've had since Wiggins. I think he's crazy.
2: Some of his videos. So yeah, it's tough to pry those guys off the West Coast. I feel like we never can get guys out there like yeah, the, Billy Press. Yeah, that's and it what turns I was going We know
1: why we got him. So
2: it's tough to. I feel like those West Coast guys that we used to recruit will end up like like Arizona or something like that. It's just yeah. But it's you. I mean, obviously, we've talked. This off season is one of the biggest under Bill Self, so he's really good at recruiting in the spring. So if he could land a couple guys and a couple grad transfers, I think we'll be okay.
1: Yep, that's what we didn't even talk about. I mean, Bill Self in the spring dominates. So no matter where Matt Hurt might be a Duke lean, Precious might be a UNC lean, Cassius might be a UCLA lean. Harlan Beverly, I heard, is big on Michigan State. So it's like, yeah, all that looks bad right now. But Bill Self, you get that man in the living room, come april and the dude dominates so just a little quick update remember we got selby in the spring we got josh jackson in the spring everyone thought josh jackson was michigan state bound to play with miles or arizona bound because he played under sean miller and team usa so diallo we got late i don't think people thought diallo was coming to ku until kind of you know that spring period he picked up a lot of smoke
2: andy wiggs too
1: andy wiggs the best one ever
2: That could be a precious thing where Wiggs didn't ever say shit about his recruitment. You just know. I mean, no one knows what Precious is thinking. Yeah, it's like every recruiting analyst says that he's super quiet and they literally have no feel. So it's like, he said he's waiting on people to leave. So if there's front court minutes, then maybe he comes here.
1: Yeah, and then there's obviously the transfers coming the spring too. Deidre Glosson. I mean, we got Charlie Moore at the time. It seemed like a huge pickup. Malik Newman happened this spring. Like obviously those happen then, but like we have big springs. We got Devonte Graham in the spring. Like you find an under the radar guy. Like things can happen. This lineup could look way. I will. I will promise you this. Next year's lineup is not going to be Devon Dotson, Ochai, Marcus Garrett, Mitch Lightfoot, and Dave McCormick. That's not going to be the lineup. We're going to find a way to get a couple guys in there. And if we don't, things went very south. And I think producer A B has a. Th- what is it? What do you want to call it? A theory? No. A worst case, worst, 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 most worst, yeah. horrible thing to ever happen to KU basketball theory? Is that what yeah, you want to a call it?
3: Worst case scenario. So say, <laughs> say all the guys that we talked about earlier, I'll leave all five of them, and then we start looking at it as, okay, whatever. We strike out on all those recruits that you guys just talked about. And Bill's like, okay, look what I have coming back. Yikes. Yeah. That will probably happen in mid-April. Late, mm-hmm. late April, yeah, right around the time the NBA season ends, lottery happens. Yeah, so then we we'll be looking get number one pick. Bulls get a top three. <laughs> NBA season's over. They're like, yeah, we'll move on from Boylan, and they decide actually, self decides to go there or anywhere. To be honest, doesn't have to be the Bulls, but that's just what was rumored. So self leaves. Early enough to where Dotson can still go to the draft. Ochai could still go to the draft. <laughs> and we're looking at a team next year with, like, Marcus Garrett, Mitch Lightfoot.
1: Chris Teahan, Garrett Lewinsha, Yeah. And
3: uh, no recruits coming Szynski in.
1: Szinski comes back from the football team in place.
3: All the big college coaches have already been, like, Hoiberg's already been hired. <laughs> like, it, I don't, I'm don't. i not predicting it. I just think it's, like, an absolute worst-case scenario that could possibly happen. Uh, we're
1: getting Danny yeah. Manning. Yeah, that's an absurd theory, folks. Won't happen, but it is kind of just crazy to think about i mean no won't happen not even going to speak it into existence but i'm glad to see you're stressing over there ab i can just picture you up at 3 a.m putting that scenario through your brain and being like oh my god what's gonna happen to this program but
2: tell me this doesn't happen every year though <clears throat> we lose a lot of guys and then not like every this, though yeah this is definitely different obviously but every year people still freak out yeah we lost fee Devonte, malik we still had a good team coming back, but every year we lose guys. Yeah. And, and then Bill has to kind of kill it in the spring. He'll we end don't up...
3: rebuild, we reload. Is that what he always says? Yeah. And that's if, just what we do. If he didn't
2: get, we talk about not having Diedrich, but what if he doesn't end up getting the Lawson brothers? Yeah. Last year I know. would have been crazy. He just, he kills it in the spring.
1: Yeah. He's always, I mean, Bill's always got a plan. These dudes are good at what they do. They've been doing it forever. So I trust us. Um, I don't know. So I would say more realistic, not going on ab's worst case scenario i think worst case lineup is the one i mentioned dot oach marcus mitch dave that's if we strike out on hurt precious probably all the grad transfers possibly available i think best case scenario is no, dot what? grimes oach Diedrich, doke that's best case yeah it is that's preseason number one title favorites by a landslide i would say that's not gonna happen so I would say, realistically, our starting lineup next year is probably Dotson, Ochai, Marcus, Recruit, Matt Hurt, or Big Dave, and then Big Dave. So maybe Matt Hurt, Precious, one of those dudes at the four, um, and then Big Dave, or maybe even Silvio. I don't know. Maybe that's more realistic than I think. I still think a lineup of Dot, Ochai, Marcus, Silvio, Dave, or Dot, Ochai, Marcus, Matt Hurt, Dave, I think that's a good team. That's probably a preseason top 10 team maybe like 8 9 10 I don't know
2: yeah my the the lineup I predicted was that too like Dotson Oach Marcus and then one of Hurt Precious and then Dave at the five yeah I think best case would somehow be Silvio at the four yep and then maybe get one of those recruits too to possibly come off the bench but I also think I think Hurt would want to come in and start yeah and I think he has an opportunity to start at Duke so I think if we aren't
1: offering him starting minutes here It'll be a no-brainer decision for him to go to Duke. And can we just be honest? Matthew Hurt screams Duke. Oh my god. That guy is the most is, hated guy in America. Look at his, the whitest dude
2: yeah, ever. Just look at his skin color. <laughs> yeah. He white guys at Duke, Duke get
3: hated more than anyone in sports, I would think.
2: Yeah. We would probably end up hating him for sure. Oh, absolutely. if he went there just yeah. cuz You just have to. It's the rules. He's been a KU lock forever first off and now yeah. it's kind of changing but Duke's probably one of our least favorite teams, and then we end up hating so many of their players.
1: You know what this recruitment kind of reminds me of? Caleb Tarsusky. What is it? What are you freaking out about, A.B.? The,
3: what you just said about Duke just re-triggered me. The people saying that we need to root for Duke in the tournament because of Zion make me suicidal. That is unbelievable. Can you imagine saying that for any other sport? Let's root for the Warriors because Steph Curry's fun to watch. Yeah, let's root for the Yankees because Aaron Judge is really fucking good. I think, no, like I, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm not rooting for Duke because Zion
2: wants to get his dick sucked for another two oh, weeks. Oh man, okay, I understand like maybe like K State. I think K State fans have been kind of cheering for Duke. Well,
1: K State loves to cheer but, for Duke because we hate Duke. So it's like, and that's I how guess K
2: State fans really don't have anything against Duke. But if yeah. you're a KU fan rooting for Duke, I doesn't make sense at all. You'd never want the Blue Bloods to win. Titles. No, I hope
1: Roy loses to Auburn. And I love Roy, but it just sucks when North Carolina racks up Final Fours and Natties, and we don't. So it's all a I think we compete with three other schools. I think we compete with Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina. And when those teams are all still in it, I want them all to lose. And Zion, AB's fired up about that. I I think most people saying that, though, aren't those, like, fans of college basketball that want ratings to go up and want college basketball to have kind of more of a – positive look like it's been so negative people make fun of the the talent level the play of college basketball everyone hates on it i think zion being there helps ratings for sure i don't want them to win but i do kind of see the oh, side it of it for like sure it's... helps
3: ratings but why does that affect the regular fan. Yeah, that's Like true. a regular college basketball fan that's going to watch the Final Four regardless. Yeah, no, of exactly. If Zion is in there or not, like, that shouldn't affect
1: them. The people that want Zion to win are, like, the the, MB, the dudes that watch NBA only and might casually and stop in to watch an NBA CBS prospect. CBS executives.
3: Because yeah. if, if Zion's in a Final Four, those numbers and ratings will be... I think C said they will be better than Larson's. Like when Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. I mean, a Duke UNC
1: title game with Zion would be the most absurd national title game yeah. of all time.
3: Which are we headed that way?
1: Uh, I think Kentucky's getting North Carolina in the Elite Eight, but we'll, well see. I sure, hate to see them lose to Houston. Like we're going to talk about. The right, gambling we'll in get in into seconds. gambling a little, would little would bit. Do we love,
2: have? I would love a Houston Auburn Elite Eight. <laughs> yeah, me
1: too. So. Before we move on, do we have anything else on recruiting, any of that? I mean, grad transfers, there haven't been a ton come out that I think we have a great shot with. Rashawn Tucker from Little Rock. Yeah, He's, but
2: you don't expect those to come out no. until yeah. probably a
1: month or so. But I do think we will be very active on the grad transfer or just transfer altogether because we not like we have a ton of recruits lined up for – 20 how freaking old are these kids 2020 class is the next one yeah, uh, yeah. i think it'd
3: be the class of 2020 for the My 20, goodness
1: 20, those 20, kids were born in 2002 yeah and
2: coaching changes too <laughs> coaches leave you saw alabama all their guys are on the transfer portal or whatever right now so coaches leave there's going to be guys leaving too and that that'll yeah. take a while too even so.
1: recruits that were committed to those schools like lsu obviously there's i think they had a mcdonald's all-american that's committed maybe and I mean you don't know if Will Wade's going to be there or you're going to stay there so I don't know A ton could happen tons of things happen um in the I'm... spring so don't melt, melt don't melt down about next year if Dedrick Doak, all those dudes like declare in the next week or two don't melt down Bill kills it in the spring. I think we have a really good shot to go out and get some guys, and I think we'll go into next year probably a top ten team because that's just what we do. I think Dotson could be a preseason All American, maybe not first team, but certainly second or third
2: team. So definitely going to be one of the best point guards in the country next year, yeah. I would say. And then hopefully you get—we said it eight hundred times now—but hopefully you get one of Precious and Hurt. And I don't Dave, think you... We haven't even talked about Dave. Big Dave will be good next year, yeah.
1: folks. Like it's just the freshman to sophomore year kind of uptick that we've seen with dudes. Cole Aldridge, Thomas Robinson, the Morris twins. Like, those dudes just get better pretty quick. And, I mean, one off season with Hootie going to make that guy a monster. So, I think Dot and Dave and then oats that's a really good three to start your season with. So, no need to melt down yeah. unless AB's scenario happens. And, and if I that's s- the case, the pod's canceled. We're all done.
3: Just one more thing on Dave. My only hope is is we can't really play big with him, I feel like, like with yeah. the second big. Now, it might be different because Diedrich was so slow and, like, if he's in the game, he has to guard their big guy. But, like, Dave just couldn't play against Auburn. He couldn't play against Iowa State. It's that That's the one thing that worries me him going forward. Well, yeah, he
1: needs to be surrounded by four guards, which right. if they play hurt like they say they're going to play him a four. Yeah, it's like exactly. and Lucas
2: with more talent. Exactly. I, want, I, think, I still think Silvio and Dave would be a perfect 4-5. It know would be
1: interesting with what A.B. said, it's like, would that be hard with the way teams play now with four guards? But I think you're confident Silvio could guard guards, I guess, is what you're kind of saying, if we were to play big against those dudes.
2: Yeah, I feel like he has the athleticism and, I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we get Silvio, I don't care about bad matchups. Why will be so happy.
3: With Diedrich is he just couldn't guard a guard. There's yeah. just no chance he was guarding yeah. the six foot four shooter. Yeah, exactly. So, like, and that ruined everything, so, like,
1: yeah, it was almost know. like yeah. That was
3: a unique situation, maybe. But
1: mm-hmm. yeah, either way, I think we're going to be fine. We yeah. might. thing it's frustrating. Is I want a second national title. I'm not sure a lineup of Dotson, Ochai, Marcus, Matthew, Hurt, and Dave is getting us a second title. But I think it puts us in the ballpark. I think it puts us in position to be a one to two seed, depending on how good the Big Twelve is next year. So
2: yeah, those guys got to have a big summer, and who knows? Maybe Grimes gets. Feedback comes back. Like, maybe his family even says come back. I'm sure Bill's saying come back. And then you get one of those McDonald's All-Americans. You get Cassius. I don't think, obviously, a big man's probably a way bigger need than Cassius. Just because you got Marcus and you got Ochai. And and then even if you don't get Cassius, you get a grad transfer, which could almost be better just because they got experience. experience. Yeah. Coming as a senior and start for us. And I think – Maybe a lineup of Dotson, Oach, grad transfer at the three, yep. one of the McDonald's, all Americans at the four, and then Big Dave. So
1: yeah. that would be awesome. Let's let's do this real quick. What what has to happen for this team this offseason to be a preseason top three team where Diedrich and Doke don't come back? So is that maybe Grimes comes back? I think for sure has to happen. Um,
3: Grimes and Hurt.
1: Grimes and Hurt. Do you think that team can be a top three team well, in the country?
3: Just, hypothetically speaking, again, if we have Dotson, Grimes, Ochai, Hurt, and Big Dave, Dave it's four of McDonald's All-Americans. It's, okay, man, then maybe Silvio gets cleared, too. Okay, yeah. And maybe Silvio we need Silvio. Comes Silvio. Off the bench, I mean, or Dave comes off the bench. <laughs> guys, can you imagine a Hurt and Silvio, four or five?
1: I know. Like, guys, we're melting Should down,
2: maybe, kind of. Maybe but, Silvio starts at the five if we get one of Hurt. Maybe and Dave, Dave, Dave comes come off back, the bench.
1: Or Dave doesn't start. Yeah, I mean... A lot of possibilities. Right
2: now, I would say we have three locked-in starters if Silvio's gone or can't play. I'd say Dotson at the 1, Ochai at the 2 or 3, and then Dave is one of the bigs. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe that transfer from Arkansas-Little Rock, maybe yeah. you got to get hurt or Precious, obviously, to be a top-three team because I don't know what other big men would start if the scenario's not getting Silvio. So yeah, I don't it, know. Yeah, I mean, get, it. it's crazy
1: it's, to think that I think a lot of people are about to have a super meltdown-type month um, when we lose a bunch of these guys fresh off a team that wasn't good. But it's crazy to think that we're a Grimes decision away and a Matthew Hurt decision away from probably being a top-five team to start next year. And so, that's
3: why, like you said at the beginning of the segment, is this could be the biggest offseason that we've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Just because it could literally be, oh, we're going to be a fourth seed and finish third or fourth in the Big 12 again. Yeah. Or oh, we can legitimately contend for a Final Four national title. Yep. So like this year,
1: just everyone relax. I trust in Bill. I trust in Jaren's Howard. I trust in Norm Roberts. I trust in KT to deliver the bags he needs to deliver. Just kidding. But
2: I know. Can you imagine like a <laughs> just this? I feel like this off season could either be amazing or just be awful. Yeah. And then like AB said, four seed or whatever would happen. Like expectations. Like I don't even know if Ku fans would be excited for next year. Like, we'd be excited for guys like Dotson and Ochai, but this offseason is clearly massive, and if it goes awful, KU fans are going to freak.
1: Yep. so let's hope that doesn't happen, folks, but I'll just say again, when these guys make decisions, recruits, current KU players, don't tweet at them. Please don't tweet at them. Please don't be that guy.
2: Yes. Come but back,
1: Quentin Grimes. Please. Let's... Uh, Let's go into gambling, A.B. I think we're going to gamble on Sweet 16 games. We might as well. Maybe yeah. give a natty title pick or something. We're Ooh. gambling on Final Four games. Oh. <laughs> you got jokes. Let's go.
3: All right. Let's start from the top. The first one's Gonzaga, Florida State. Line is Gonzaga, minus eight.
1: Oh, oh my God.
2: God. Yeah, I know. That's why I said earlier I love the Seminoles. That is big, dude. Gonzaga was huge over Baylor, too. Um, I obviously love Gonzaga right now. I feel like that would be my title pick. Yeah, but a, against a good team, a great like team that almost just put up a hundred points, a team that beat them in the Sweet Sixteen last year. Yeah, I think eight points is a lot. Yeah. So I definitely, I'm definitely taking Florida State plus eight. Ab, who are you taking?
3: Gonzaga double digits.
2: Okay, I'll take Florida State redemption
3: plus eight game as well. Gonzaga. I think
1: they roll. Uh, Florida State looks so good against Murray State, but it's obviously tough because Murray State.
3: Too trendy. Yeah. I am Gonzaga slept on, too. I I don't think think Florida
2: State's going to win. I just think it's going to be a decently close game. I would think it's like a five-point spread, though. I'll take eight all day. Yeah, I I know Gonzaga's unreal. Their bigs are playing good, too. I think think, obviously they can easily win it all, but that would be my pick right now to win it.
1: Yep. Give me
2: the Seminoles.
3: Uh, Speaking of teams that are slept on a little bit, Purdue and Tennessee. uh, It's Tennessee minus two.
1: I don't know if I can do this one. <laughs> I like Tennessee; they're my squad. I've got them going to the Final Four. I think they had a wake-up call in that second half against Iowa. Um, every team—it feels like every team that makes a Final Four run has that scare, that overtime game, that final possession game. That's why I think Duke's going to sleep sleepwalk to the Final Four. Now it's just you when you overcome that one game. I think it wakes you up. Love the experience. Give me Tennessee minus two. And what happened last time Purdue was in the Sweet Sixteen? Thirty balled by the Kansas Jayhawks.
3: <laughs> weren't they in it the last year? I
2: don't know.
1: Last time I remember them being in it was thirty balled by the Kansas Jayhawks.
2: <laughs> they lost in the first round a few thought, years ago. Was it last year? I thought they years. lost to the
1: Tech last year in the Sweet Sixteen. Maybe. Did Who they? cares? And then all I, I just wanted to say that we thirty balled Villanova. Purdue in the Sweet Sixteen. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah I've
2: been all that I've been like against Purdue all tournament, and they've been going mm-hmm. off. Like, Carson Edwards looks amazing, but I don't know if he can keep doing that. I know he's a senior and one of the best scorers in the country, but I like Tennessee. I'll take Tennessee minus two.
3: Give me the Boilermakers. <laughs> They're just quietly top ten all year in Ken Palm, and I just
2: – That game could go either way.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's basically a pick. So, I'll take Purdue, fade you guys a little bit, but I'm not very good either. So uh, Next one, this one I love, Texas Tech and Michigan. Michigan's a minus one and a half. I love Texas Tech. Same That's here. probably a hammer if I was going to hammer. Yeah,
1: them. I hate – i I've been down on Michigan all year. They're kind of making me look stupid. But I love Texas Tech Moneyline, I think. Did you just say that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you might as
3: well if it's only a point and a half.
1: Yeah, I will absolutely be betting Moneyline Tech that game. I think Tech wins. I think Tech's good. I don't think Tech will beat Gonzaga, but I do think Tech's getting back
2: to their second straight Elite Eight.
3: Yeah, definitely Tech. Brad.
2: I'm going to fade you guys. Take Michigan. I keep – I just Blue, sleep. baby. Trey yeah. Park fan. Oh, I love Trey Burke, especially when he hits deep threes over guys with afros. Mm-hmm. I'll take 40, Michigan. <laughs> I literally, sl- I've, I sleep on them all the time just because they're a little boring and only play defense. But I think their experience, like in the tournament, especially, I think they'll find a way. Livers is playing good. Poole, Matthews Simpson B-line's is unreal. I feel He's like so they're, good. Yeah, great, t- great coach in the tournament too. I think Michigan will find a way to win. Yeah. Hope not. Go Tech. Oh, yeah. Tech's the only Big 12 team left. (laughs) Yeah.
3: All right, next one. Also kind of love this one. Uh, Oregon, Virginia. Virginia's minus 8.5. I'll take Oregon just because the total is like 120. And if the game's going to be that low scoring, 8.5 points just seems like a lot. So I say Oregon keeps it within it never it never feels super close but it's that game where like Virginia wins by 7 that it was just a comfortable Oregon 7 Oregon could score all game exactly. but, but
1: Virginia might not score either like you're right that's a big spread for 50 or something such a low total I think I'm going to go with Virginia though I think Virginia is uh they're just a lot better than Oregon They're good as fuck Yeah they're just a lot better than Oregon and Oregon I feel like is going to hit a wall at some point Let's that's think about house. it they beat Wisconsin, a team that was struggling, and they beat UC Irvine. So it's not like Oregon's out here just no. beating super impressive teams. I'm gonna go Virginia. Not a ton to back it up, just that I think they're a lot better and eight and a half's not that big for a one
2: versus twelve. Yeah, I like I like Virginia by double digits. I just think I don't think Oregon can keep up. I know it's a low scoring game, but I think Virginia will shut them down defensively.
3: All right. On to tomorrow. Uh, first one's L S U Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State's a six-point favorite. Give me LSU.
1: Yeah. I, I was out on LSU to start this tournament because I thought the coaching thing would matter, and then you just watch those dudes. Nas Reed is unbelievable. He's 46 years old but plays like he's 18.
2: Hits like, threes. He's insane. Who can guard him? He is no
1: massive. I want LSU to play Duke because those that's, that team could give Zion. I think that's the one team that has the athletes to maybe match Zion. Not match Zion, but like. I don't see. Down. Yeah, I don't see down.
2: Michigan State beating Duke. I just no, don't see it. No chance. I think six points is way too much. I think LSU has a great chance to win that game. Me too. Give me LSU. I'm yeah. shocked by LSU. that line. I expected three and a half. LSU plus six. I'm gonna take the Spartans.
3: You're not wrong. I'm taking Michigan <laughs> State. I think LSU not having their head coach might slow them down at some point. We've just said like that, and it just really right, hasn't. But it's,
1: I guess they've almost
3: lost Think about it. Say it out loud. LSU is going to go to the Final Four and beat Duke without Will Wade.
1: No. But I think they can play Duke. Or I think they can lose to Michigan. I think I can say this out loud. LSU will lose to Michigan State by less than 6.5 points and move on to get beat by Duke in the Elite Eight. Or just lose by 5 to Michigan State and then we're done with LSU. That's a good point. (laughs)
3: I'll take Michigan State, though.
1: I like that. I need to catch up on you.
3: Well, Izzo's due, too. Especially yeah. now that we've publicly made fun of everyone saying January, February is,
2: though. I have all opposite picks of A.B. I love it. That's good. Uh, I think, I think six points is a lot. I mean, LSU's super athletic. Yeah, I love watching them play. I could see them losing by a couple points, obviously, but I feel like you got to take the six points. Yeah.
3: All right, next up, uh, another one that I love, Auburn and Carolina.
2: <laughs> he loves them all.
1: <laughs> Carolina's minus five. Uh, I'd hammer Carolina. I think we're all in agreement. Hammer, Carolina. I don't think Auburn's going to hit shots. I think Carolina is too fast for them. Yeah. That's not a good match. Auburn can't shock Carolina them by playing fast. Carolina plays how Auburn plays, but they're better. Yeah, over under. Is, they're Auburn on steroids. That
2: over-under is jumping. Yeah. It was 160, now it's like
1: 165, you see Bruce I think. Pearl was like, bet the over. Like, you've n- I've never seen a coach <laughs> say that. So. Couldn't you
2: see both teams scoring like 85, though? For
1: sure.
3: It be like that Lipscomb game last night. Oh, I don't think
2: you guys watched it. No, what they a game don't watch was, a ton though. of NIT action. Um, I'll take UNC minus five. Obviously, we all think Auburn can't repeat that performance. Yeah. So, I like UNC.
1: I like UNC as well. Boring that we're all going to pick the same yeah, one, but it's whatever. Same. I think it's just – I will. I also want to bet on Auburn team total under. I almost think Auburn is going to score like 74 points and get beat by 15. Like 89-74. <laughs> what if they do the
2: same thing? Can you imagine?
1: <laughs> then they're winning the national championship.
2: So, we'll
3: <laughs> see. All right, next up uh... – Duke and Virginia Tech, Duke's seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take the Blue Devils. I think they got woken up a little bit. Virginia Tech seems a little bit too trendy. Vatech also beat them earlier this year, so I think I don't think Duke's taking them lightly. I think if it was like if they were playing different four-seed that they hadn't already played... Maybe it's different. They might sleep on them a little bit, but they know what Virginia Tech's all about, so yep. I, think,
1: I think they roll. I agree. I think, Duke, also, did you see Ty Outlaw for Virginia Tech got caught with weed Marijuana. this week? Little no doubt Coach K planted that, right? Like Easily. Coach K 100% planted that. Also, I, I wanted to bring this up earlier. How big of an injury would Coach K have faked if he had the same season uh. that KU just had? I mean, that dude's getting nine knee surgeries if oh, he has sure. a year. He might Everyone. actually
3: get his foot amputated.
1: Yeah, when Udoka goes down, he gets a back surgery. Mm-hmm. When Silvio gets suspended two years, he gets a knee surgery. When gets kicks off the team, he gets a hip replacement. Like Coach K would have faked a billion injuries to get out of coaching this team and having these losses go against his record. So, shout out to Bill for being the stand-up guy and coaching this team the whole year.
3: At what point do you think coach K would have told KU that they couldn't wear KU gear anymore on campus? <laughs> for sure after, after we got like after the K-State
1: game. You probably. So? Yeah. How dare you? How dare you wear the Kansas gear? You can't care. wear your free KU gear that we gave it's you on campus. Ridiculous. You do not deserve to off. wear
2: it. You're done. Yeah! Wow! Cool. What a cocksucker! That guy. I love how I love how polite he is when they win. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, people! What a class act! But when he lost to Oregon a few years ago, he lectured oh. Dylan Brooks in the in the line about shooting when the shot clock was expiring. Like Coach K is the worst. But yeah, I love that. People are like, "What a class act!" I hate that guy. But okay, I will also take the Blue Devils because he is a good coach, and I th- I will say UCF kind of put out the blueprint. I think you play junk defense and you just force Ty or Trey jones and goldwire or whoever else is in the game to just take shots and then guard rj zion and cam the problem is, is virginia tech
3: doesn't have someone 75 340 pounds <laughs> to just take up the whole yeah. lane yeah
2: so i know i don't think it's a really good matchup for virginia tech they beat them at home right yeah but they, zion, zion wasn't playing
3: but robinson wasn't playing either yeah but i yeah. think zion's much more important than robinson probably is, but
2: i feel like duke's gonna beat i feel like duke's gonna come out Pissed off and hot just because they almost lost. I feel like they're going to play super well. Part of me wants to take VT just because you guys both took Duke. Is Michael Vick playing for (laughs) him? Yeah. That would be fun. But, yeah. I don't know. I'm on Duke. Just pick. I'll just take take Virginia Tech just for fun. Duke might win by 50 points. I I feel like Duke's going to dominate, but I want to be opposite of you just because the UNC game, we were all the same. Yeah, that's fair.
3: Alrighty, last one. This is my favorite play on the board. I know I've said that about love seven this, of these. Love this, love this,
1: love this. Here's my favorite.
3: Um, Houston and Kentucky. Kentucky is a three-point favorite. I don't give a shit that P.J. Washington is playing. He hasn't walked in two weeks. He's got the Zach Miracle scooter from when the Royals were in the World Series <laughs> a few years ago. Hammer the Houston Cougars. Kentucky's probably going to make it a home game, I would think. That's where all the tickets went, mm-hmm. Kentucky fans. Yep. If P.J. Washington, even if he plays, he's going to be like, Maybe a bum out there. Maybe he's only playing 20 minutes. He's not what he normally is. Houston's really good. And I think if Houston was wearing KU jerseys, that's not a three seed. That's a one seed. That's a team that everyone loves, that everyone would be picking over Kentucky. I just think they went out right. I don't know. Plus, okay. I can just picture a Carolina playing Houston, in the later It's just one of those things I can actually envision, which you makes love no sense. Picturing things, <laughs> it makes no sense. I mean, I can like,
1: envision Kentucky, UCLA, or UNC, but that falls pretty easily because like, it happens.
3: We just saw it a couple of years ago, so am I trying to see it as wow? I can see this happening this weekend, or oh, we saw it twenty-four months ago. <laughs> All right, you're on Houston. Lost I'm Houston. going
1: on. I love Kentucky. Holy shit! I think PJ being back, and here's a little another tidbit for you. Kelvin Sampson, front-runner for the Arkansas job. He's on his way out. His best friends at the AD are good friends with the AD. Same guy that hired him at Houston. Kelvin Sampson, gone from Houston to Arkansas, and I love Kentucky, minus three over the Houston Cougars.
2: That's a, This is the toughest spread, I feel like.
1: <laughs> AP disagrees.
2: I think PJ being back is obviously big, but I don't know if he'll be a hundred percent. It doesn't even matter. They've just got better
1: players. Like you're thinking about if this was a KU uniforms, it's not like Houston has NBA guys, do they? I just think they're a really good team that played well in a bad conference. Like they're still good, but I would argue if they were in a big twelve, they're probably like a four or five seed and Kentucky could have easily been a one seed, and they've got NBA
2: dudes. E.J. Montgomery's been really good mm-hmm. in replacement of P.J. Washington. Higgins is really good against Wofford. Yeah. But I think I also think Houston defenders can keep Higgins under check. I think Hero <laughs> Hero's good, but I feel like he's a little inconsistent. Yeah, I hate that guy. I'm going to take Houston good. plus three just for – Heart purposes. Okay, just because I want. It's always fun to pick up a point from both of you guys. I like that. Just because I want Houston <laughs> to beat Kentucky. That's okay. why I'm going to take him. That's fair. Hopefully they lose by two or win. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's all we got. Much sure you guys want to give an natty title?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, we'll probably
1: do an episode you guys next can... week too. Uh, yeah. I think we will. I don't know what our plan is for the off season, but we've got a lot of like ideas for the off season. We got um, some guests coming too. We're we're really working on guests. It's tough, but we're working on it daily. Um but yeah, I don't know. I don't have a ton left on for this episode. I hope maybe I know we weren't the most positive always about who's leaving, who's coming, all that, but like we're trying to be realistic uh we didn't want to come out here and get everyone hopes up that Quentin and Diedrich and Doak are coming back because we just really don't think that happens if it does great but um I think that's all I got like we said we still want to come at you once a week uh come out with a podcast every week for the off season most I would think every week as long as we're going to keep up with some ideas you know do some I don't even know what were some of the ideas we had like all time teams, you know, yeah, just we'll, kind of we'll
3: go out of the box a little bit so it's more of like a fun, interactive stuff, yeah, than it just uh, talking about what we think is going to happen or yeah, reacting to stuff it'll be different styles of it. pods, yeah. kind
1: of more like the you know the memories, like when we went down through the streak and kind of talked about our favorite memories, it'll be it'll be stuff like that that we think will still be fun. So definitely keep tuning in, keep following us on Twitter, we'll try and keep up with uh you know all the stuff going on in the offseason, keep you guys up to date, but then we'll also. Come in with some fun stuff too so yeah keep listening we appreciate you guys i think that's all we got uh
2: yeah all i gotta say is oh boy i just gotta say don't obviously don't panic i feel like these things figure out themselves with bill he's a hall of fame coach he knows what the hell he's doing yeah oh chai dotson and dave are gonna have huge senior years you see it all the time <laughs> Seniors, sophomore years. <laughs> years sophomore years they're gonna have huge sophomore years Happens all the time. Some KU freshmen struggle. These guys didn't really struggle, but they're going to have a huge summer, huge sophomore year. <laughs> and more. And Bill's going to figure shit out. He's going to get transfers, probably get some recruits. Yep. We freak out every offseason. I think we'll be just fine.
3: Yep. My only thing is, if you haven't done it yet— Go leave us a five star review. Yes. Uh, write us up a little something. Maybe leave your name on there. Might shout some out. But yeah, get those reviews up for us. Five stars only, please. Thank you. We love you all. And if yes. you don't,
2: if you're listening and you don't somehow follow us on Twitter, please do, because in my eyes, I feel like we have fire tweets. We do. So go throw us a follow on there too, and obviously we appreciate you guys listening.
1: Yep, for sure. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening and
2: uh, rock chalk.